Hi, this is your coach, Joe Lucas. Welcome to this Practice Power Podcast. And as we get closer to the end of January, a couple questions real quick, and then we're going to get into our topic for today, which is how are you doing? So in other words, if you've listened uh, to my previous podcast, how are we doing in terms of making our contacts, working on our rituals, making sure our habits are in good place, we're working with a written daily game plan. And I think also as important, is your business plan for 2017 finalized? So in other words, hey, we've got this thing to bed. We know what we're doing as we get closer and closer to the end of January. Remember, this is the time, this is that window here where you have to make a conscious choice on what 2017 is going to be about for you. For example, you know, we all get excited, uh, you know, coming into a new year, and we all have this belief. Uh, and this goal, in essence, to make 2017 the best year ever is we want to make 2016, 2015, 2014. And for the first couple of weeks, you know, you're motivated, you're inspired, you want to make things happen. And then around the third or fourth week of January, the reality hits, right? And it's so easy to slide back. And that's why I'm really going to have a couple minute conversation with you about this before we get into our, our real topic for today. You have to make a conscious choice about if you're sliding, why are you sliding? Is it you've had this, I'll use the word, egotistical delusion that you can do it on your own? So in other words, you know, I just, I'm just going to apply myself. You know, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to get, I'm going to get uh, focused. I'm going to get structured, right? I'm going to get disciplined, right? There's that D word, right? And, you know, if you've been in this business for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 25 years and you haven't pulled it off yet, are you going to magically wake up a different person? And that brings me to our topic for today. So, you know, one of the things I'm working on right now is, and this came out of a meeting we did uh, actually back in, uh, back in November in Orlando, uh, my private uh, business planning event, which I do for my clients, is, you know, how are we wired? Because I've always had a key belief that the differential between somebody who achieves a decent living in our industry and somebody who achieves greatness, and I'm not saying, you know, in terms of front of the stage or anything like that, but they achieve their goals and then some, you know, they really, they put it all together. What's the differential between those people, that are those advisors, right? And, you know, doing this for a long time, I've come to the conclusion they're not any brighter, uh, they're not any luckier. What they really have, and I, you know, I'm not saying this is the secret, but it's pretty close. The difference between a person that achieves greatness, by the way, this is not just being an advisor who achieves in all areas of life, in any industry, in any, any endeavor, versus somebody that struggles, is the person who achieves has control and has an understanding of their personal operating system, or POS for short, right? And... What is a POS? What is a personal operating system? It's the same thing that technology uses, right? Like, how does, it, how does your phone work? How does your computer work? How do all technology pieces work, right? Techno technological instruments work. They have an operating system. So in other words, here's how they behave. Here's what they do. Here's what they don't do, right? Well, all of us as humans have our own personal operating system, our own OS, in other words. And here's the scary part. 
Most people know more about how their phone works than they know how they work. And when you understand how you work, everything changes. Just like when you buy your new phone or your new computer and if you were to really study what it can do, it would make you super productive and you'd be able to really rock and roll and do some things. And man, it's just, you know, and as some of us, right, uh, we have our phones and we kind of play with it a little bit randomly. That's what people do in their, with their own OS, right? They just, they just kind of go along. And then one day, maybe you get frustrated because you can't do something, right? Or maybe your friend shows you their phone and look at all the cool things. You go, wow, you know, how do you do that? And then all of a sudden, man, everything changes, right, when it comes to that device. Well, everything can change for you if you understand and master your device, which is you. So let me explain what we're going to do in the next mm, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I am currently working on a brand new, I'm actually working on two things, actually. Uh, number one, I'm working on a brand new e-learning series for Practice Power Academy called Mastering Your Personal Operating System. It'll be several modules, it'll be a couple hours long, so we're not gonna do that here in this podcast. Uh, the second thing I'm working on is a live training, which I will be, uh, uh, for those of you who are involved, uh, who are members of our, of our Magellan network, uh, obviously in Del Mar, uh, in, a, in a few short weeks, uh, I'm gonna be doing a live training on this very subject. So me meanwhile, I'm knee deep in it, but here's the thing. I don't want to wait to get the e-learning down to make you cognizant and conscious of this because that's how important it is to me. All right. So let's talk about what your POS is made of. I'm going to give you, here's what I'm really looking to do. There are four stages of learning. And you can look this up by the way. This is not my stuff. This is, just, this is what I was taught by, by several of my mentors. There are four stages all human beings have in terms of learning something. Okay. The number one stage is unconscious incompetence. Unconscious incompetence. Basically, it means I don't know what I don't know. And when, in terms of your personal operating system, that's where most of you are right now. I didn't know about this, right? So now, so now I'm going to take you to the second stage of learning. And the second stage of learning is called conscious incompetence. I'm now going to make you aware of a gap. That's my goal today, is make you consciously incompetent. I know that sounds like, that doesn't sound like a good thing, Joe, but it really truly is, because now you're aware of something. The third thing we're going to do, and that's going to be part of the e-learning series when I release it to our Practice Power Academy members, is that I'm going to make you consciously competent. In other words, I'm going to give you tools to work on, to identify, to diagnose, to structure your POS. And then over time, the fourth stage of learning, which is which is unconscious competency slash mastery, you don't have to think about it anymore. And, you know, the quick example I can give you is, you know, there was a point in your life where you didn't know how to do two things that you all know how to do now. Number one, you didn't know how to tie your shoes at one point in your life. And number two, you didn't know how to operate a car. I know some of you are sitting there saying, there are still some people that don't know number two. We're not going to cover that today. But now, do you really think about tying your shoes? Do you really sit there and, and when you get in your car, say, okay, what do I need to do? Well, I need to put my seatbelt on. What else do I need to do? Well, I need to take a hit that button or turn that key or whatever I got to do. Like, you don't think about that. It's unconscious. You just know how to do it, right? That's competence. That's unconscious competency slash mastery. What I have found in my studies of very successful people, they are either in stage three or four with their POS. Either they're very conscious of it and continue to develop it, 
or they really understand it at a super high level and they've got it wired the way they want to. Okay? Here's the good thing about, about your operating system, your personal one. Just like a phone or a computer, there are updates. There are new OSs, right? There are enhancements. Well, the beauty of what you can do is you can enhance your own. You can do an update. You can create version 2.0 of you if you choose to. And what a lot of people think, and if you go back again, if you were with me when I did my business planning uh, event for all the members uh, of Practice Power Academy, you know that three-day event we did, you know, there's one section in there, I, I remember I, I did the belief chart, right? Beliefs, action, result, evidence, right? The BAR, B-A-R-E, right? Is what most people focus on is action, action, action. In fact, what a lot of you did in January, right? Think about this. I want to make changes. I want to have the best year ever. So what do you do? Here's what I'm going to do different. I'm going to apply myself. I'm going to get structured. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to have a written daily write. It's, um, it's all these action things, right? Because they're tangible. And we, as we as human beings, we gravitate to what's tangible. But here's the real interesting piece. All change happens. I want you to hear this. I'm going to say this very slowly because I know I tend to get excited and talk fast. All change happens with a shift of your personal operating system. All changes. Okay? All changes. So now that I've hopefully whetted your appetite, what is a POS? Okay, what's it made of? Your personal operations, personal operating system has three core components. Okay? Three layers or three levels. They're all equal. So just think, I don't care how you want to visualize it. And in our e-learning, we'll have it figured out how we're going to do that. In no particular order here. Number one, your beliefs. And I'm just going to spend a couple minutes on that in a little bit. Number two, your values. And I'll explain what that means. Then number three, the rules that are associated to your values. So three components, right? Beliefs, values, and rules. I'm going to give you a quick definition of each one, and then we're going to spend a little time on each one, and then I'm going to get you back out of here and get you back on onto your day. So first off, what is a belief? The way I define a belief, it is a feeling of certainty. It's a feeling. It's a feeling of you just know it's going to work, right? So have you ever gone into a situation and you just knew you were going to pull it off? You didn't pull it off yet. You had no evidence you were going to pull it off. You just knew, hey, I'm confident I can pull this off. It could be something as little as, um, you know, sitting with a prospect and you just knew I'm going to pull it off or maybe studying for your Series 7 or your CFP or your CMR or your CFA, right? You just knew. We'll make this happen, right? So a belief is a feeling of certainty. It's an emotion, okay? A value is an emotion that you, that, that you seek or do not seek. And I'll explain that a little bit. So values are nothing more than emotions. For example, love, that's a, that's a, that's a value, that's an emotion. Excitement, achievement, those are examples of values. Rejection, failure, those are also examples of values. So values, I want you to think emotional states. The third one are rules. Rules that are associated to your values. Now, what's a rule? I want you to think of a rule as a trigger. So X happens, I feel this. X happens, I feel this. So I'll, give you, I'll try to give you a great example. So uh, if let's talk about your value of love. I think most people will understand this. So let's say one of, your, one of your rules of love is that in order for you to feel love or loved, 
that you have to be touched or hugged or somebody has to tell you something, right? So in other words, there's a trigger point and it makes this happen. That's what a rule is, okay? So there are three components of your POS, your beliefs, your values, and your rules. Now, let's talk about belief for a second. Remember I said a belief is a feeling of certainty. There are two types of beliefs, empowering beliefs and disempowering beliefs. Okay, there are two sets. Think positive, negative. There are also what we call global beliefs and then tactical or specific beliefs. Okay, global belief, life is. Life is easy, life's a treat, life's a joy, life's a gift, life's hard, life sucks, right? Global beliefs, right? People are generally good, generally bad, pain in the tail. Global belief number two, right? I am X. I am good, I am, you know, what is it? So, life, people, me, global, right? Now, tactical can be as, as simple as, I'm not good at, hypothetically, I'm not good at getting referrals. There's a belief. I'm great at getting referrals, right? That's a tactical belief. So, global tactical, right? Disempowering, empowering. Think of it that way. So like, figure like, like if we were to have a circle here and, and bisect it around and have four different areas, right? You would have your quadrants, basically, okay? Now here's why this is important. Where do your beliefs come from? You're not born with them. So here's an interesting part. You know, these are not genetically coded. Your beliefs come from two primary places, two sources, okay? Your environment, so how you were raised, who raised you, who influenced you, right? What you were around, right? And life experiences. So what did you experience, right? Um, so for example, if you grew up in a household that was sort of, you know, you know, let's just say it wasn't a wealthy outlook. I grew up in a non-wealthy household, right? And so if life is supposed to be a struggle, life is hard, you know, people that make a lot of money take advantage of other people, and, and, and you hear that as a child, and remember, and this is, you know, children are like sponges. Their brains just suck this all in, right? And we don't realize it until later on in life. So that's where we get a lot of our set points, right, in terms of our belief structure. And then obviously, as you get older and you, and you become an adult and you have more consciousness, right, in terms of filtering things, it's who you spend your time with, right? Environment, right? So if you have a bunch of negative people around you, you run the risk of being negative, right? If you, have run, if you hang out with a bunch of cynical people, you tend to be cynical. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, something like that. And, it, and again, if you're around positive people, if you're in a great mastermind program, or you're around, you know, the, the old saying, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Those are all environmental, okay? Now, experiences, how, do that, how does that fit in? Well, experiences fit in this way. You know, I'll give you a great example. Wasn't there a belief up until, oh, I don't know, 2006, 2007, somewhere in that ballpark? Wasn't there a belief that, was, that a lot of people have, not everybody, but a lot of people had, that says you can never lose money in real estate, they're not making any more land. So in other words, right, you can never, real estate just goes up and up, right? Wasn't there a lot of people that had that belief set, right? Because the experiences of people were, and then the environment also, right? I think with two factors, right? 
Look at all, and you had evidence, right? Look at all these people flipping houses and making money and all this other jazz. So, you know, and we and we think about it, you know, there's more and more of that mob mentality. Then there's an experience that happened, right? Called the real estate crash. All of a sudden now, what happened? Oh, man, it can't go down. Ooh, right? And all of a sudden, everybody's beliefs were challenged. Because when you have something that's happening, it's a belief structure. Things are going to continue on, right? So, so that's where beliefs come from, environments and experiences, right? And then, then empowering beliefs, and I'm going to cover these real quick, are things that, hey, I'm really good at, I'd like to do. That's why I try to explain to clients. Say, look, how would you complete these sentences? I'm really good at, I like to do. I'm really good at financial planning. I'm really good at presentations. I'm really good with people, right? So on and so forth. I'm really good at, I like to do. Then on the disempowering beliefs, here's what I have to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with, I don't like, I'm not good at, right? So, you know, I'm not really comfortable with high net worth people. Okay, well, that's a, that's a disempowering belief. You're not going to seek out those opportunities. Um, you know, I'm uncomfortable in asking my clients for an introduction. Well, I can tell you, you're not, you're not talking to your clients about introductions. So it's all in your belief structure, right? Disempowering, empowering, and we're going to get into the other ones in the e-learning series. But I, I want to make you cognizant of this. This is some of the most important work I'm going to be doing over the next several months with my clients is really understanding their POS, making sure it's wired properly, and making those shifts. Because I know once that happens, everything they want is going to happen because they're going to be capable of driving it. That's number one. Now, let's talk about values real quick. So what's a value? Remember I said a value was an emotion, right? There's two types of values. There's uh, moving towards, positives, keep it simple that way, moving away, Negative. So moving towards me, hey, these are the things I want to feel. Moving away, these are the things I want to avoid at all costs. I'm going to talk about the moving aways first because I think people will resonate with them very quickly. There are a lot of them, but I'm going to give you some of the top ones. So what are some emotions that you never want to feel? Most people would be failure. Most people would say rejection. Some people would say loss. Some people would say uncertainty, right? Uh, some people actually would say physical uncomfortableness slash pain, right? And you have these things that you don't want to feel emotionally. So what the human, what your operating system does is it protects you as much as it can from feeling those things. So in other words, and these things are really high and really strong. Again, you have this, you know, structure, right? This is what causes you not to ask for the, for the order. This is what causes you not to go out ask, go ahead and ask for outside assets. This is what causes you not to talk about an introduction and referrals. This is what causes you not to raise your fees. Because you're afraid of the failure. You're afraid of, you're, you're like overly sensitive to it. Because you have quick triggers, rules. And we're going to talk about those in a little bit. I'm going to come back to that. All right? Moving towards. What are some of the things that most people want to, you know, love would probably be high connection, a success, achievement, excitement in this industry, freedom, right? You want to have freedom. That's why for a lot of you, the reason why you're in this industry is because you don't want to have a boss, right? And you have that. And so you're, so again, that's what you drive for. So if I've got somebody that is very freedom oriented, I can tell you that they're loose with their schedule, that they don't want to make a lot of commitments, that in their minds, they go, the more clients I have, the bigger business I build, the less freedom I'm going to have. And so, the, you remember what we talked about, right? Subconsciously, we protect ourselves. So that's where, where sabotage happens. So if you ever wonder to yourself, hey, why do, I why do I keep sabotaging myself? 
It's your protection mechanism. It's your OS saving you from moving towards one of the values, one of the experiences that you either you don't want to have or you don't want to or you want to be threatened by. This is why you don't do what you need to do. This is why this is so important. Okay, so I got moving towards, moving away. Now, what the heck are rules? Rules are a fancy word for triggers. I'll give you a very quick example. Okay, so. When you have something that you don't want to experience, a moving away value, let's talk about rejection, because I think everybody can get this one real quick. So let's just say, hey, one of the things you definitely don't want to experience, right, your moving away value slash emotion, is I don't want to feel rejection. And I said, okay, um, what has to happen? Here's the, here's the illicit, here's how you elicit rules. What has to happen in order for you to experience X? So what has to happen in order for you to feel rejected or experience rejection? And how about the advisor says this, if somebody says no to me or they want to think it over, right? And let's say those are the rules. So I hear no or you don't even hear no, you hear, oh, let me think about it. I'll get back to you, right? And in your mind, that's like I've been rejected. I can tell you right now, you don't go for it because you're so concerned of having that emotion, and you didn't even know why. Because you have this very soft rule, somebody says I want to think about it, I feel rejected. Therefore, subconsciously, we look to not put ourselves in that position. Let me ask you a question. What would happen if you updated your POS to this rule? In order for me to feel rejection, They'd have to say no to me. They'd have to yell it to me. They'd have to, if they're in my office, they'd have to storm out of the office. If they're on the phone, they have to slam it down. And for good measures, they have to talk about my mama. So in other words, five things have to happen for me to feel that. Not just the one. Let me think about it. How much more power would you have? How much more action would you take? That's what the POS is all about. Now, so those are the moving away. The, the, again, again, these are the triggers for the moving away values, right? Emotions. Let's briefly talk about moving towards. So let's talk about success. What has to happen in order for you to feel successful? Now, if you have a, a concept that says, every morning I wake up, I feel good because not everybody woke up, right? There are some people that didn't have that experience. Chances are you're going to live a certain kind of life. You're going to be a certain kind of style, personality. You tend to be a very happy person. Uh, you always tend to be fulfilled because you have a very short role. Hey, I'm awake. I have life's an oyster, right? All that stuff. Man, you're going to be wired a certain way. But how about if you're one of these people that in order for you to feel successful like this? I need to make you know $3 million a year. I need to be on the Barron's 50 list. I need to be in the top 10 of my company. I need to have 8% body fat. Uh, I need to have perfect children. My spouse has to look this way. My office looks this way. My clients behave this way. So in other words, you have a stack of rules, like 20 boxes, right? I don't care how much money you make. You're never going to feel successful. You're never going to feel fulfilled because you can't check all the boxes. And what's worse, a lot of those boxes are reliant on other people. Here's a little takeaway before we wrap up. If you want to have complete control over your destiny, if you want to have complete control over what goes on in your world, 
the rules must be internal. In other words, I do not need the participation of other people or other things, right? Because maybe you have a thing saying, I need the stock market to do this, and I need my firm to do this, and I, we need to fire the compliance people, right? Again, you have no control over that. So this is what I want you to do. There's not a lot of big takeaway here in terms of exercises, but here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about, start thinking about this. What are my beliefs? What are my values? What are the rules? Just think about that. That's all I'm asking you to do, right? I'm now making you unconsciously incompetent, all right? I'm making you now where you have a gap. And like I said, when I, and by the way, um, real quick, that's a sidebar. Um, I want you to head over to Practice Power Academy, practicepower.net. There's some really big news there. I'm really excited. I made a major decision on some things that are going to be to your benefit and my benefit as a byproduct of it being your benefit. So head on over there. Think about what we talked about today. And I'll see you again in about seven days.